Reporters in our team at ISIS are tasked with telling the story of what's happened in a particular energy market each day. Some days it's easy to figure out why prices moved up or down. Other days the market does something completely unexpected. How do we write about days when there are crazy price moves, when we're not even participating in the market ourselves? I'm Miriam Sears, and I'm taking you into the newsroom. So every day we publish price assessments in our reports, and alongside those price assessments, we publish what we call our humble market comments. And basically, that's just what we call uh, a bit of a story about what's happened in a particular energy market uh, for gas or LNG or electricity uh, on that day. And I wanted this episode to explore what the journos in our teams have to do in order to be able to tell these stories of what's happened on the market that day, because it's not actually as straightforward as saying prices went up and this is why, or prices went down and this is why. Um, So I've got Roy here with me today. Hi, Miriam. And uh, Roy has been spending a lot of time on the most liquid market uh, in, in energy markets in uh, Europe, which is the Dutch gas market called the TTF. Um, and uh, I, I wanted Roy to chat to us uh, about his experience of writing the market comments on Monday this week, um, which was that 8th, 8th of April. 8th of April, I believe, yeah. Because it was a crazy day. <laughs> it was it was very crazy, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And um, s- yeah. It, it, so, yeah. Um, why don't you tell us why was it so crazy that day? So, well, kind of my day starts, you get in, get into the office, um, sort of mid morning. So the market's already had a a couple of hours to warm up if you like. Mm. And you get in, you check what's going on in the market compared to yesterday's close. Mm -hmm. And you could already see it jumped kind of, I can't size an exact value, but quite a lot. Um, so my first role, my first job then was just to kind of, well, why has this jumped so significantly today? Um, and so, yeah, you get in, you, you know you're set for a volatile day mm-hmm. from from the from the very moment you step into the office. Yeah, and I guess it was un- it's unexpected as well that, that prices would jump so much because we're in this massive uh, downtrend because of LNG flooding. Uh, gas markets in Europe and uh, prices just keep on going lower and lower. So I guess when you came in on Monday, you weren't really expecting to see such a swing upwards in prices. No, not not at all. You sort of, on Monday, it's often quite volatile after the weekend and mm. yeah, sort of traders coming in, readjusting their positions or whatever. Um, and yeah, as you said, we've had this bear run. Um, and yeah, I, it's kind of, you know, you know there's gonna be a bottom somewhere. And you sort of having covered the market for a few weeks in uh, consecutive sessions, you you kind of know what's dri- been driving it for a while. Um, but so you know it's coming, and then when it comes, you sort of you don't know how big the rebound is going to be. And it, clearly on Monday it was very very big. Um, yeah. So I mean, we saw the TTF price for the front month. So for for May, that's gas that's going to be delivered in May was trading with a massive two euro range on Monday. Um, And just for context, I guess 
a typical kind of range in a typical day it would be I don't know, 10 euro cents. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Like, well, mu much, much lower than two euros. Yeah. Um, um, so that, I guess, just goes to show how volatile it was that day. What did you do when you came in, you saw that there'd been this big jump in prices uh, and you knew that it was going to be a really interesting day ahead? Uh, what were your kind of next steps to just try to figure out what was going on? Well, you yeah, you see this you see this gain. Obviously, you wanna you wanna try and work out kind of what's making this gain so large. Um, if the if the market's rebounding back up, then obviously there's other there's got to be other drivers if it's gaining so significantly. Mm. Um, so a lot of very volatile gains on say the front month, often fuel related at the moment. Mm. So following or tracking coal movements. Um, and so you, my instinct was to go and go and check what's happening with kind of coal futures, European coal prices, and similar sort of movements were being seen there. So, so yeah, that was an, that's an easy explanation to begin with. Um, that was quite a lucky instinct, I feel, because <laughs> I because I don't feel like that would have been my first instinct. Well, yeah, it's, it's going back to kind of what, what I touched on earlier, I've been covering the TTF for two weeks. Um, more or less consecutively, mm. uh, consecutive sessions rather. So you know the TTF has been close, very closely correlated to coal recently, right? Um, because I've been covering the market for that period. Mm. You sort of know the um, sort of microcosmic drivers as opposed to the general drivers. Um, and so, yeah, it's your instinct because you've been doing uh, looking at coal for the last two weeks, for example. Yeah. yeah. Um, happy coincidence. Happy if coincidence. You actually, uh, <laughs> <laughs> also wrote an analysis on the topic that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So exactly, we've been I've been preparing an, an analysis with another another reporter here, um, based on the recent movements that we'd already kind of half written um, when this rebound occurred, and so it kind of really tied in nicely. Mm. And if you are covering a market and for, for a decent chunk chunk of time, like a two week period, then these sort of analyses are quite easy to spot trends and correlations between different drivers and price movements. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's sort of a, the market comment was kind of explained by that analysis, which is quite lucky. So actually, I've chosen an example where you knew straight away the reason for the massive jump and it, it wasn't well, necessarily that complicated <clears throat> on Monday. Well, I wouldn't say that because <laughs> it's, it's always difficult to know which one's driving which. Mm. Um, and because the rebound was so large and is actually three times as large percentage-wise in gas as it was in coal, um, you sort of <laughs> were speaking to some traders on, on the day or, or or at least one participant just had no idea. And I think he, just before we started pricing the market, which we do after, he said something like, good luck with explaining this. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. later on in the session, prices crashed and actually uh, traded down session on session. Right. So... Is all of, uh, yeah, it's quite hard to explain in the end exactly yeah. why. And did you find out why prices crashed or? Well, I think in hindsight, it was, it was almost certainly kind of technical factors and perhaps a degree of kind of herd mentality. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it rebounded and then it rebounded so strongly that it had to then correct down and then perhaps overcorrected because we've seen gains in recent sessions. So. Mm. I'm I'm not necessarily a trader myself. Well, I'm not a trader myself, but uh, so yeah, having 
been reporting on markets for a while now, you, you do kind of see occasionally these crazy few sessions where markets sort of have to, they're trying to readjust to find yeah. the right price for the right contract kind of kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, so what, what else were you doing throughout uh, your day as you were getting ready to write this, I guess, tell the story of what happened by the end of the day? What Can you kind of talk me through what bits of data were you looking at? You mentioned you'd spoken to market participants. Kind of talk me through. Yeah, so with um, with the TTF, because it's such a liquid market, and we, we have quite a lot of data, we, we kind of crunch every day. Um, things like flows, uh, cross-border flows. So Nor Norway's quite a big exporter of gas to the Netherlands. Um, we monitor how much it's exporting compared to previous days, previous weeks, for example. Um, we have our own um, LNG edge tool, which this year has been particularly useful with uh, so much LNG coming into continental Europe in particular. Um, so yeah, you're looking at these different sort of data sets that we have, and it's, it is usually very straightforward to to point um point to the, the key drivers um for prompt and f like longer dated contracts yeah. <clears throat> so less supply equals higher prices yeah essentially yeah. Simple. <laughs> <laughs> not not that simple but generally uh yeah fundamentally yeah yes um and we have the data to kind of explain this and we we have a meeting at midday uh between all the the gas reporters and sometimes the power reporters because we also cover power markets where each journalist on each different market has the opportunity to discuss with other reporters what's going on and because in Europe a lot of the markets are so closely correlated mm. um, and the TTF being the largest you can often explain what's going on in Europe via the TTF or or the German market or mm -hmm. so I guess during that kind of scrum time everyone wanted to hear what you had to say yeah, about yeah, what was going on in the, on the front month. Yeah, did uh, did my best because at <laughs> that point we were, the the TCF was trading up quite significantly. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a little bit easier to explain at the time. And yeah. then the crash was a bit more, whereas I think it was in the last half an hour or last hour of the session. So um, didn't really have that much chance to, uh, to <laughs> kind of share. Everyone was kind of scrambling to explain what was happening. Yeah. Got there in the end, I hope though. <laughs> and um, and then obviously you're also collecting prices from all of our various different sources to actually assess where the market is at the end of the day. Um, but we not only have the fundamental data, but we uh, have access to trade data, don't we? So you can have a look at the end of the day and see exactly what the market was doing on the OTC market. Um, yeah, yeah, and as you said. We touched upon earlier as well. The uh, liquidity was kind of through the roof mm. on Monday, so we had something like six thousand trades, or just shy of six thousand trades yeah. on the TTF, which um, is the highest it's been in my experience here. But um, so yeah, we can look at kind of the price movements throughout the day and compare them to different price movements of different other fuels, for example. Mm. Um, so it's a real invaluable tool that kind of looking at the trades and how they how they changed, how the prices changed over time during the session. But also, yeah, we have some very good industry and trade trader contacts that help us out with the prices as well. We base our final assessment on these. What would you say is the hardest part 
of trying to figure out what on earth is going on on such a volatile day? Um, the hardest part is, is, I think it's often, the hardest part for me definitely is when traders themselves don't know what's going on. Hmm. Um, you're sort of, as a, as a journalist, a trained journalist, you're, you're facing, <laughs> it's like, it's like you're trying to interview someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. Um, almost, it's not quite, not quite that, but, um, <laughs> They, they don't have an answer. They don't to have what you yeah, want to know exactly. Mm. So you're you're trying to reach around for the the kind of data data based context to to fill in the gaps that market participants perhaps have left. Because um, I guess you're fishing for that headline <clears throat> that this is the reason why prices did what they did. Exactly. I, I mean, on these sorts of days, the story becomes the volatility really. Mm. Um, so there's never not an angle, but it's often quite difficult and you have to kind of take a step back from being so definitive um, and saying this caused this because ultimately a lot of the market doesn't know why this caused this. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to think these days are are rarer than the others, but Monday's was Monday session, for example, was one of those sort of volatility headlines. I imagine the, uh, I mean, I don't want to sound cocky, but the analysis that we wrote about the correlation between coal and the TTF movements over the past few weeks and your knowledge that you gained while investigating that um, would have really helped you to also uh, give insight to the traders that you're t speaking to. So it's not just you fishing for information, but also you can also help others to yeah. understand a bit about what's going on. Yeah, definitely. Um... So yeah, you 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 never uh, necessarily in a position where you're you're kind of helping traders make make decisions. I hope, <laughs> but you are definitely asking the right questions that make them think about why this contract's doing this, and they can often come back at you and say, you know what, I think you're right about that, or yeah, or wrong about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in this case, in judging by recent sessions and the kind of angle we took with that analysis, we've actually been proved right at least over the past two or three days since Monday. Um, so yeah, definitely, it's, it's not just a one way, tell me what's going on in the market kind of yeah. kind of relationship we have with the market. It's, it's definitely an information sharing mm. um, relationship, I'd, yeah. I'd like to think anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, final question for you. What was or what was or what is the funnest thing about covering a market when it's uh, a crazy day like Monday was? Well, I think as a, yeah, as a reporter, there's nothing worse than coming in and the market trading flats because then you have the hardest, well, not the, yeah, I'd say the hardest actually market comments are right because there is, the story is that it traded flat. So the, the kind of fundamentals either are in perfect balance or, or no one's trading really. So I'd say the opposite is much more interesting than that. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's definitely fun to, to kind of watch, yeah, kind of watch all these different prices of different f commodities or in this case gas, um, watch them jump around on the, <laughs> on the old charts. But I think just trying to explain why it's going on is, is you sort of enjoy the challenge. Um, yeah. and often, often you, if you can't, it's, it's not the end of the world because as I said, almost no one could on that day. <laughs> Um, yeah. 
but it's yeah it's definitely more fun on these these volatile sessions than it is in the uh, the other extreme yeah absolutely well we'll wrap up there uh thanks roy and uh stay tuned for next week uh where we'll take you into the newsroom again 